Echoplex Media streams seven days a week on twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. With a variety of hosts and topics, there's bound to be something you'll like or hate so much you can't stop watching it. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. I'm not 
podcast listeners. Hello, live viewers. Hello, live listeners. If anybody's on the IceCast, welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond in red light. Podcast listeners, you get the 8 to 9 p.m. hour, so you're missing out a lot by not checking out the live show. If, you don't, if you're not into Twitch, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash echoplex and join us at any level, actually, all summer, and you'll get the full audio capture of the shows. Uh, normally, it's at the $5 level or above, and um, maybe we'll keep it at all levels. Who knows? It's not like we're making a ton of money on Patreon. Other ways to support us can be found at echoplexmedia.com slash support. I'm Producer Dave, and you can find me damn near anywhere. Um, I'm the Media Wench, and you can find me here on Equiplex. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. Um, you can look for the Media Wench or Weed Queen or EquiplexMedia.com on our socials page to find out where you can find me talking to ye oldie shit. Uh, Producer Dave, give the people what they want. Everything's fine, and everything's fine, and it's great. Everything's fine, and everything's fine, and it's great. Thanks. Everything's fine, and everything's fine, and it's great. <laughs> Thanks. Everything's fine, and everything's fine. I hope you have a real nice day. The weather, the traffic, the time, and the news. How's your commute? What do you do? Sorry I'm late, I kept hitting snooze, it's just one of those days, you know what they say, it is what it is, ignorance is bliss, when it rains it pours, couldn't ask for more, what goes around comes around all in good time, I guess that your guess is as good as mine. Everything's fine, and everything's fine, and it's great, unless you're, unfortunately, Eric Swalwell, who received a terrible call that I had to actually uh, bleep out something from uh, before we ran it here on Twitch. So uh, <clears throat> this is just, you know, this is a patriotic American giving, uh, giving a call to somebody who's probably not even their representative. First of all, I want to say, not me, but I hope someone cuts that motherfucker's throat from ear to ear. Cut his fucking head off. Swalwell's a worthless piece of shit. Cut his wife's head off. Cut his kid's head off. I don't give a fuck. Worthless piece of fucking shit. Blaming everybody but himself. And that fucking worthless piece of shit. Biden and that fucking stand Kamala Harris. Fuck Black Lives Matter. Fuck the Eagle of Immigrants. Fuck all you fucking worthless piece of shit. Democrat motherfuckers trying to ruin our country. You fucking worthless piece of shit.
fucking Swalwell. You're a fucking coward-ass pussy. I'd love for some motherfucker to cut your fucking head off. Then cut your wife's head off, too, and your fucking kids, fucking motherfucker. You're a worthless piece of fucking dog shit. And whoever's listening to this, fuck you, too, because you're just a Democratic dick sucker, too. I mean, yes. fucking wants to come to California, tell that to Governor Newsom. Your fucking state's a fucking shithole. Hey, man, if people like you want to leave, we're cool with it. Nobody wants to move there. Everybody's leaving your fucking state. But you're too fucking stupid to realize it. You worthless fucking bastards. Somebody just needs to fucking kill all you fucking Democrats. You're a waste of fucking life. Fucking worthless piece of shit. Swalwell, Newsom, Pelosi, Schumer, all you fucking dick-sucking liberals that don't give a fuck about Americans. You fucking worthless bastards. Fuck you. I hope all you motherfuckers die. Die, bitches. Trump 2024. Trump 2024, because the GOP rules. We don't deal with fucking idiots like you fucking Democrats. Worthless fucking bastards. Fuck you. (laughs) Tell us what you really think, man. No shit. Yo, dude, like, I don't know if I'm a big fan of Eric Swalwell or whatever, like, but, like, like, I guess when you run for office, you take the ride that people are going to wish death on you. And I guess when you're the spouse of an elected official, maybe you've taken the ride too. But I hope that the kids do. Off limit. Off fucking limit. We also know how them fuckers are not afraid to use them as meat shields when it comes to their narrative, right? Well, and it's not like Swalwell's kids are his staffers or whatever. So going after Ivanka and Eric and um, Don Jr. was different because they were intimately involved in the Trump campaign. Right. And other other reasons about Ivanka. But I'm talking about this on this on the callers level, right? right. This is the kind of fucking asshole that's tending... Uh, my body, my choice, anti-fucking-mandated vaccine for healthcare workers rally where they have their fucking kids out there with fucking signs that they made for them in, like, an air quality index of 400 because everything's on fire around them. And they're not wearing a mask because they don't want to be a liberal pussy. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm everyone's favorite shit lib, and I'm at risk of no longer being everyone's favorite shit lib. I'm going to play this Beto clip. I know you think that's weird, but um, this is pretty this is pretty good. I um, I don't like all of Beto's politics, and I think he leans too hard into the gun thing. I think it's bad strategy in Texas. Mm-hmm. But also, um, he's not afraid to like rope a dope with people like that are talking shit and disagree with him. He's not afraid to like be fucking rude right back to people. And I think that the Democratic Party could learn a lot from his um lack of concern for what everyone thinks about his tone 24 7 so here's beto at a little town hall meeting he was having talking about guns i'm going to make sure that now 11 weeks since we lost 19 kids and their two teachers shot to death with a weapon originally designed for use in combat legally purchased by an 18 year old who did not try to obtain one when he was 16 or 17, but followed the law that's on the books, ladies and gentlemen, that says that you can buy not one, you can buy two or more if you want to, AR-15s, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and take that weapon that was originally designed for use on the battlefields in Vietnam to penetrate an enemy soldier's helmet at 500 feet and knock him down dead up against kids at five feet. It may be funny to you, motherfucker, but it's not funny to me, okay? Yeah, see, like that right there, dude. Like, 
again. Like I, I ain't no Beto stand, but like this is we the 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 Democratic Party needs just just a little bit more of that every once in a while. My heart, my soul. Like yeah, the Democratic Party needs a little bit more of that energy every once in a uh. while. Because yeah, the dude was laughing about a mass shooting, and he was like, ah, I don't know about that. Mm. So yeah, I hope he wins. I think he would do better if he leaned less hard on the guns. Um, but in that instance. Yeah, that was some good shit. Yeah, I, like I said, I think he would do better if he was leaning less hard on the guns in Texas. But the reason I played that it was just because, like, the Democrats need to do more of that, or th- they're just not gonna like. I wanted to see more of that at school board meetings. I wanted to see more of that at county supervisors meetings. I wanted to, I wanted to see more of that energy where like you're willing to clap back at people and like. On Twitter, the entire fucking left, everybody from the shit libs all the way to the fucking communists, they all watch this channel, by the way. Yeah. Um, we got a, we got a wide, uh, we got a <laughs> ideological, um, what is it? Ideological uh, diversity from like Nancy Pelosi out to like Karl Marx. But <laughs> right, we're good at clapping back on Twitter. I just feel like in person and stuff, you got to be able to clap back at people. It shows that you can think on your feet and even maybe people who don't agree with you might be more inclined to vote for you if they think you're quick, sharp, whatever. There's definitely people out there like that, especially the so-called centrists. And uh, the Democratic Party should hire us to be consultants. And never tell anyone. Don't ever tell anybody. Let us keep doing this show. Yeah. So uh, there's another set of documents that was, let's say, uh, found out about or leaked this week, and it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It's the contents of Alex Jones's phone. Mr. Jones said that there was uh, an intimate photo of his wife on the phone. That I can also confirm that's true. And I normally wouldn't talk about that in public, um, but there is a public interest angle into this Mm -hmm. is that I'm a little concerned about it because that intimate photo was sent to Roger Stone. And I don't know if that was considered. Oh my God, look at this lawyer's background. He's got public enemy and rage against the machine behind him. This is a fucking based lawyer. He's on the Young Turks. And if it wasn't consensual, <laughs> Mrs. Wolf Jones should know about that. And there might be something that needs to be done about that. And again, it could be totally consensual. But when I see that and I don't see any indication that it was, um, I'm, I'm concerned something might not be on the up and up with that. There are certainly laws in certain states about that. Yeah. Don't, s- that, don't send Roger Stone pictures of. Uh, <clears throat> Like if I was like if I was like on Grinder and I sent some guy like a shirtless picture and then they came back and said, Ah, it's Roger Stone, I would be so mad. It's like Two Face sending a picture of his naked wife to the fucking penguin. You remember Laura Loomer? I'd like to forget Laura Loomer, but she won't let me. No, I won't. She's uh, running for Congress again. <laughs> because she's gonna cr- lose again? Fun. Oh man, she lost bad the last time. God. Here she is on the Alex Jones show. Um <laughs> fucking i guess that's all the intro we need for this clip i think mtg was dangerous i can't wait till you're in congress but we got to push it over the top here yeah and alex uh hopefully you know when i when i win my election and i become the first deplatformed candidate in united states history um, you know i would love to serve on the house energy commerce committee in congress in congress so that i can take on the big tech social media tyrants and i would love to uh personally invite you to uh testify in congress uh you know since you 
as well as myself, we are probably the two most censored and banned individuals in the entire country, uh, the entire world. Uh, and I look forward to platforming your voice in the United States Congress. I can't I wait. Well, why do you think they singled? Because it really is true. You and I out. You're like man from Uber, uh, Airbnb, uh, myself included. Why are they so, why did they pick you and I up front four years ago to do that too? Because we're truth seekers and we're ahead of the curve. I think that you and I really have been trailblazers, uh, especially when it comes to waking people up about big tech social media censorship. And uh, we are probably uh, the best. I, I would say we are the best journalists in America today. The, the best investigative <laughs> journalists alive. I mean, me too. Alex Jones is like, listen, 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 listen. Don't compare your deplatforming to my deplatforming. We are not the same. Also, I've been up in court for weeks <laughs> telling them that I'm not a journalist, that I'm a commentator. So now, now you're fucking the whole thing up, Laura. You're fucking the whole thing up. <laughs> throwing Owen under the bus. Oh, fucking throwing Damadondi under the bus. Listen, I had to get a, a bus from London to be able to get Damadondi to go under it. So anyway, one more Alex Jones. Here's, uh, I guess, Steve Bannon kind of consoling Alex Jones. Oh, God. Look at these two demons sitting right here. Like, you want to talk about something smelling like sulfur, except for it's fucking like a whole can of Axe body spray each. Axe body, Axe body spray in like middle shelf, uh, middle shelf scotch. Oof. Number one, with all the travails you have, they're talking about these bankruptcies and the and you got these lawsuits and you have apologized and you, you know you said you 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 were wrong, you apologized, but they're coming at you in nine different ways. The question I think most people have when I was at CPAC is: Alex Jones still going to be at the forefront? You got this amazing new book coming out, The Great Reset and the War for the World, which is a dude. You just plagiarized someone else's. I swear, there's another book called that. Of course, there is. Seminal work. And my question to you for our audience, what everybody asked me at CPAC, is Alex Jones, not simply is he all right and doing okay, but is he still going to be in one of the lead tanks, Mr. Alex Jones? I will never give up. I will never. I will never turn down my gain, even to, to help with the, the other show I'm on. But I could give out just like anybody could if, if we don't have god i hear a limiter fighting right there i hear a limiter fighting yeah, with alex jones's powerful voice if they don't share the show if they don't share the articles from band.video or our forbidden videos are uh then yes we will They're so forbidden you can just go to this website and get them give your huge audience a, a basic breakdown of where we're at i've never been profit driven uh, the media puts out all these giant numbers of hundreds of millions of dollars. That's not true. That's just completely made up. That's over many, many, many years. How how many gross products we've sold being sell well, your products are pretty gross. Sells true. products online. The market is way better by Gwyneth Paltrow. Forty percent on a product. So yeah, they can use a number of you know five six years and say wow, one hundred and sixty five million dollars, and then they tell the jury he's got one hundred and sixty five million dollars. And so what they did is the Democratic Party. Did opposition research, obviously, on Trump when he was about to win the election in 2016. Hillary did big ad buys, taking edited tapes. Somehow Steve context. Bannon figured out how to run his show through Block Talk Radio. Very small part of whatever did, less than one-tenth of one percent. They then ran national TV ads against Trump with that. And then once Trump still got in, they continued to attack Trump by misrepresenting me and, and then also claiming that I was Trump's brain. 
where where everybody else no, 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 his no. brain. If anybody was Trump's brain, it was Steve Bannon. I brain mean, worm, so maybe. He'd be like a 500-pound brain, and, and I'd be like a 10-pound brain when it came to actually influencing Trump, and then Trump's the 50,000-pound brain when it comes to who runs Trump's mind. But hang on, but you've always been like, what? if you think of military, you've always been like Force Recon, or you've been like LERP, Long Range Patrol. You've always been out ahead of cutting, you know, cutting through, bushwhacking through bushwhacker uh, what does that mean wait he does kind of look like the bushwhacker remember the bushwhacker they could be the bushwhacker they could revive the whole act of those two themselves it's obvious they should quit journalism i use that term lightly you're months or years ahead particularly things like transhumanism and the great reset we'll get to all that right which they all say hey this guy's a crank it's all conspiracy theory and then when you start to all the pieces start to fall in place it becomes self-evident it turns out that no conspiracy theorists think that what they believe is self-evident. That's why they're like, well, you need to wake up mm-hmm. because you go, where'd you hear that? They go, you're a, you're programmed. It's obvious. You need to do your own research. You're not woke. Well, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And that, oh, that's a, so you're, you're equivalent in a military context of like the- somewhere in Alex Jones's studio is a knob for his microphone that they just need to turn down. Like just even some. It's not that like, it's not that he's talking loud or anything. It's that it's some he's fucking hitting. He's hitting things too hard in the signal chain. And it sounds bad. It's the spirit of his larynx. That's <laughs> you know, Merrill's Marauders, the right? You're the guy spirit of his larynx. The very tip, larynx. right? Always at Rogers Rangers. American history is replete with these patriots that have gone out in advance with no backup and could have lines of communications cut. What they've done, what they're trying to do is cut your line of communication back to the uh, to, to, to the critical mass that can support you. Is that going to work? Are they going to break you, Alex Jones? Because, listen, this is not about, and I'm not getting to the details of Sandy Hook, and I, you, you've dealt with that. You're dealing with those parents. You're in a court of law. My point is it's it's bigger than that. They're, they're trying to break you as a man, and they're trying to break your incredible organization. Yes, the goal of the lawsuit, as stated by the plaintiffs, is to make it so that he doesn't have the kind of megaphone where he can do that shit to somebody else's family after something happens. That's the stated goal of the plaintiffs and the attorneys. You're not, he didn't break any news here by saying they're trying to put him out of fucking operation. No, my favorite part of the, uh, of the first day of his testimony was where the judge told him that he was not allowed to tell the jury that he was bankrupt because it is absolutely not true. So, CPAC last week and there's this guy whose name I literally refuse to learn I don't know his name I'm not going to look it up he was a dork co-host for uh, what's her Marjorie the Gathering for a little bit and uh, there's a vice reporter Tess Owen she's actually uh, on the dystopia beat so of course she's a CPAC and I uh, we've played definitely played clips that she's pulled on this show and uh, he's going to try to like clown on her but then it just gets kind of harassy 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 and uh, it isn't that great and uh, she's she's just kind of as calm, cool, and collected as one could be in this situation. So I'm proud of her. So this is the vice reporter. You can tell the only one in a mask here. So how are you doing? Just doing my job. She's here trolling everybody here. So she's the only one here in a mask, and she's just saying negative stuff. I can't believe they let you in here. Do you feel like you're lying or sheep in the lion's den? 
Um, I have credentials to be here. Yes, yeah, so do I. But I'm saying, see, this is Vice, guys. This person, she's trying to troll this event. She thinks all of you guys are losers. So that's what she posts on the internet. She posts the most. She posts the most out of context stuff. See, Vice is the worst media company there is. They're all liars. So, what do you think about your crappy media company? Just do my job in the paper. Thank I know. Me. Being here, you can take it up with CPAC. I know, but don't you think Vice is a bunch of liars? No, I'm very proud. Oh, you're proud of uh, you know you guys mainly talk about oh, drugs. Are you are you a drug addict too? Like all the vice content you make? Guys, this is a vice. Guys, this person, she's a loser right here. She's the only one in a mask. You see this? This is what a loser looks like. What a she's fucking dick. Right, he thinks he's being funny, but he's just harassing this he's lady. He's being fucking like the most cringe. Right, it, this isn't even funny. It's fucking like creepy. Creepy yeah. and fucking dangerously creepy. Are you on, are you on because your he's going to encourage a bunch of creepier fuckers to do the same oh my, shit, right? Oh, it's right? not, so why yep. do you want to mandate him if it's none of my business? Are you pro-vaccine mandates? Oh, it's none of my business, but she's pro-vaccine mandates. Guys, you see this? This is what a vice journalist looks like. She comes here. This is what a vice journalist looks like. I think she should go get security. Yeah. I think she should be like, hey, like, I'm a journalist and uh, this is, like, unacceptable. Mm -hmm. In her little mask at the conservative event, now she's scared, she's getting attention. I'm getting now she's scared? Oh, oh, that's great, you're getting married. I wonder how many vaccines she has. Is your husband, is he vaccinated? <laughs> is he vaccinated too? Why don't you put this on your vice? Why don't you put this on your vice? You get, see, Vice won't, they won't cover Primetime 99 Alex Stein. Yeah, Vice certainly didn't probably repost this 50 times. I would if I was, I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's, let's spread this interaction around. Yeah. See, Vice Because it speaks to her like, look, she's pretty calm, cool, and collected. Look. Uh -huh. She's scared. She's the only one in a mask here. She probably has the coronavirus and the viral shedding. Wait, what? You guys see, this is a Vice journalist. It's a lying media company. So do you feel uncomfortable now being here? I don't feel uncomfortable. I'm just here for my job. Well, I don't want to get viral shedding, but how many vaccines do you have? <laughs> do you think Joe Biden... I'd be like, why are you violating my HIPAA laws? Okay, what, does inflation affect you? Oh. Do you think the country's doing well? Why are you... Why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, look at this. Vice, Vice alert. Vice alert. Let's get a photo. Yeah, I'm Primetime 99. Vice is a lying media company. They lie. Here. Yeah, so am I. See, I'm a credential reporter. Oh, oh, you see? I'm a credential reporter too. Oh, I'm vice. I'm a liar. These guys are cowards and liars. What do you mean? There's like fucking. I, I'm sorry. There's like, there's like six or seven of them in that one. She's short. She's a small lady. I, I I'd wager to say the cowards are the group of people harassing her. Yeah. I just feel like if that was. Let's say one of our roommates, mm -hmm. a roommate who shares a room with you, maybe they wouldn't be so bold in their, in in the way they're speaking to this person. Mm -hmm. I think somebody should have handed her a twisted tea. <laughs> we could have had a moment. She needed some backup from those bed, bath, and work body worked over. That's right. Don't do like don't do that to anyone. Don't ever. Especially like somebody who isn't a powerful person. If she was like a powerful, powerful person, like a senator, okay. Oh yeah. You bought that ride, but no. So up next we got uh, Brian Kilmeade's been filling in for Tucker Carlson this week, and uh, he's announcing a Tucker Carlson original, and well, it's right out of <clears throat> the show, the radio show, Coast to Coast. Bizarre cattle mutilations happening across the United States. No one has been able to solve these attacks. 
Tucker investigates this strange mystery for a brand new episode of the documentary series Tucker Carlson Original. Tough Park did this already. It was alien. We found a dead what hole. It's missing its reproductive organ. It's missing its testicles and its penis and its tongue is gone. Oh, because... Th- I know and the I answer. Said, what? What's the answer? The answer is that's what happens whenever it dies and gets bloated. It's like the path of least resistance. The softest tissues are there. Oh, gotcha. And then the gas just blows everything out its butt. A single drop of blood may be found on the hoof. Nothing on the ground. And the scavengers won't eat it and it doesn't rot. The bearded butcher. At least 10,000 cases in the United States. The Harvey County Sheriff told people to be on alert after someone removed organs from a bolt. It appeared that they had been surgically removed. We haven't solved any of them. There, it's, it's almost, you know, there's there's no evidence. The Sheriff's Department doesn't have any leads at the time. There's our Justin freaking yeah, raid. We were wondering where you were. To go replicate that process and not leave evidence, I don't think that would be possible. I think it kind of freaked a lot of people out. So for the podcast listeners, this guy's sitting behind in front of a a fake UFO and two really bad representations (laughs) of superstar DJ Bob. (laughs) It's the greatest unsolved serial crime spree in history. (laughs) Even the cows are complaining. Well, that was crazy. (laughs) So crazy. I mean, I guess it's going to get views, and I'm into that kind of shit, that kind of alien, uh, that kind of alien like documentary shit, because it's like less the the communities around it are less problematic. But if Tucker Carlson's trying to tap that community, we may end up having to change our minds about the UFO people. Tucker Carlson may go in and radicalize them, Ooh. get them all believing in fucking white replacement theory and shit. That'd be terrible. So. uh <clears throat> Brian Kilmeade still filling in for Tucker Carlson has just a complete whack job on on the show. Like this is Tucker was like, all right, listen, we can book this guy, but book it for the week that Kilmeade's hosting. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and that's a fucking big statement, right? Here we go. Ugh. You know, for many years, Steve Kirsch was a Democratic Party me- uh, mega donor. He says he's given more than 20 million dollars to help elect Democrats. And now he might just be jumping ship. Steve Kirsch is an entrepreneur, self-made success story, enjoys us now to explain his reasoning. Steve, when did the Democratic Party start going south with you? Well, when they violated my, my, my trust, Brian. Um, you know, they told the, the agencies, the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, said that these vaccines were safe and effective. And when I started seeing my friends die and be injured, and I started looking at the data, uh, there was no question that this vaccine is the most dangerous vaccine ever created by man. It is a thousand times more deadly than the smallpox vaccine, and that's too unsafe for people to use. And Wait, what? I could not get even a single minute in front of any Democratic congressman. The best I got was that Ro Khanna uh, gave me a, to a staff member who took two months to get back to me. And when I asked if she had read what I had sent her, she said, no, it disagreed with the CDC, so it's not right. And so I didn't really read it. <laughs> I should have given Ro Khanna more money, uh, asshole. Uh, but you didn't come down You did your own research. What did you find? What, what, what did you find was effective? And what was the reaction when you put it out there? 
Well, and what I found was uh, that hundreds of thousands of Americans have been killed by this vaccine, and millions no. have been injured. And, you know, uh, clearly you are more likely to be injured or dead from the vaccine than if you were unvaccinated. So what they're saying this is not true. What the reality what? Is, is completely opposite. There is a uh, conservative radio show commentator. Uh, his name is Wayne Root. He had a wedding eight months ago. And he had about half conservatives and, and ha well, yeah. half of his, they're all pretty much conservatives, okay? But half were vaccinated and half were not vaccinated. And he found that of the 100 people that were vaccinated, he had 26 people who were seriously injured. And he had seven people who died. And in the unvaccinated group, he had zero and zero. So, Steve, now, yeah, we don't know. That like, is statistically impossible right. if the vaccines are safe. Right. So we don't. We can't verify those numbers. These are the numbers you do have. Oh, shit. Brian Kilmeade doing a we can't verify you. That's, that's fucking. All right. Good job. We'll take the small, 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 small victory where we can get it. Just the, the little tiniest victory. But in we turn, have a goal. the Democrats no, who you funded uh, exceedingly won't, won't even return your call, including your own congresswoman. But you said you really believe Senator Ron Johnson. That's somebody you fully support, who's in a, a real fight to get six more years in Wisconsin. What about Ron Johnson? Yeah, Ron, Ron Johnson is the only person in Congress who cares at all about the millions of people who are vaccine injured. And my estimates are that there are tens of millions of vaccine injured in America and members of Congress will meet with these people. Like that's like a number that even VAERS doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you can't even get that, that kind of information from VAERS. Even if you don't throw out the ones that are like, it made me walk backwards. It turned my car into a duck or whatever. You know, even, <laughs> even if you don't throw out the obvious trolling one, there's, I don't know where he's getting this millions of millions and millions from. I'll give you a hint. He sits on it. Oh, <laughs> his ass. But they meet with them, and 30 minutes later, they say, oh, you know, they'll look at their watch and say, gotta go. It's like a, d and a rubber donut? The end of it. Whereas Ron Johnson has been just very consistent about bringing the, this problem right. to the attention of the American public. Steve, his figures. So he's, he's, he's awesome. He's a very successful businessman like you. <laughs> so real quick. Um, that's the guy with the, who told the famous baby head exploding story in the galaxy brain humidor. And that was when I, when I was reporting on that, that was when Brett Weinstein had a big old sad at me and sent his, uh, people, uh, after me. And then half of those dorks ended up blocking me because they just, they thought they're, Oh, we're going to troll this guy. So I'm like, you know how to do that. But yeah, this guy is, I, we call him a uh, anti-vaccine Jim Cramer. <laughs> Well, now I know where Lori Bridgeford's been getting all of her information. He is big on Substack. Substack is like the largest anti-vaccine website in the world. Not for nothing. I guess I'll say it on one of our more popular podcasts. I'm kind of disappointed. Tony Ortega's over there. But it's easier to monetize that than his own blog. And man's got to eat. Yeah. And he's not spreading misinformation over there. And he is debunking conspiracy theories. Anyway, we're going to move on to one more Kilmeade. Uh, Brian Kilmeade, I think he's on some other show. But it seems like he's taking his... Um, Taking his filling in for Tucker uh, responsibilities quite seriously. 
Oh, no. All right, Fox News alert now. This morning, more buses full of illegal immigrants set to arrive in New York City, adding to the hundreds already sent from Texas. This happening as temporary facilities are being set up to house them. Our next guest resigned over the border crisis after 30 years of service. Former director of ICE in New York uh, State, Tom Feely, joins us. Tom, what do you think about this latest showdown between the governor of Texas and the mayor of New York City? Good morning, Brian. Thanks for uh, having me. And I retired. I didn't resign. So, <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, uh, it, it's interesting that um, this administration can fly illegal aliens to New York State in the middle of the night, and it's okay. <laughs> but if they show up during the day on a bus, yeah, then I the know. mayor has an issue with that. So that's that's really really odd. Because real quick, one is they were processed and the government, whatever agency has decided, okay, this person's fit for release and we can move their case to New York where they have family. They right. can stay with their family and we can adjudicate their asylum request or whatever this is. That's why they get flown to New York. And yeah, I guess some of them take the red eye because that's just fucking like, you know, that's sometimes you take the red eye. But, but perhaps the family that they have in the area bought them the ticket. Well, sometimes the government pays for it too after they oh. release them, but Still, it's like that's different than a political stunt. So that's why, like, people are looking at this thing differently. We're going to do with him. Uh, he's acting like it's a problem when New York makes it clear if you're illegal, it's a sanctuary. So we're not kicking you out anyway. So now we deliver him right there, whether they're flying or being bussed in. What's the problem? He should be embracing this. Right. And uh, when I was the director, I tried to work with sanctuary cities in New York and try to help them, you know, guide through this process and why it's just not a good road to go down. You know, New York State provides illegal aliens or free attorneys that cost us $10 million a year in taxpayer funded benefits. Uh, the whole fucking state? Here. That's fucking also that's like nothing. Also not for nothing. That's like a constitutional right of not citizens, but persons in the United States. Correct. It does not say citizens says you have the right to an attorney. Mm -hmm. So that's just a constitutional right that anybody has in a criminal legal proceeding. Yeah. Here for people who are over 65 years and older, that's uh, like $200 million, I believe, New York State taxpayers pay because the federal government can't do it because they're illegal aliens. And, you know, Texas is being overrun thousands and thousands and thousands. New York City gets 100 people. And now it's a problem. So uh, what would it take to get the administration's attention? They feel as though by ignoring it, it'll go away. Or do they want more illegals here in this country? Somehow to dilute the population from American citizens. Up oh, there we have it. Told you he was taking his role on Tucker's show pretty seriously. That is horrendous. That's just white replacement theory. I don't understand their mindset. It's really a crazy time, Brian. I mean, it, it'll take you about 10 minutes on the Internet to figure out how to defeat the asylum questions at the border. And then you're here. And then the agency responsible for interior. Well, yes, because you can on the Internet find out the requirements for claiming asylum in the U.S. and fucking see if you meet those requirements. And some people probably fucking lie because some people, no matter where on the planet they're from and where the fuck they're going, they're fucking liars. Like and some, and some people aren't lying. And so that's what the fucking court's there for to adjudicate it. I can't believe people give these people money. Enforcement of immigration laws in the United States, ICE ERO, is forbidden by policy with this administration that they cannot go look for, talk to, or remove anybody who's applied for asylum. So once you're here, you're here forever, kids. How would you do your job today? Uh, 
You wouldn't be able to. That's why I retired. Um, you know, I, I took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution in the United States, to enforce the laws passed by Congress. The laws that are currently on the books were passed by in 1996 and signed by President Clinton, obviously a Democrat, right? And we're ignoring those laws. This country is supposed to work. You follow the laws passed by Congress. If you don't like the laws, you change them with the will of the people and move on. If you don't have the will of the people, you're violating the Constitution, and you're making the United States a very dangerous place. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. It must be a slow-moving car wreck, and the administration does not care that these uh, cars are going to smash into each other. Uh, Tom, thank you very much. God, you suck at analogies. <laughs> it's like a slow-moving car wreck, so that would mean the car wreck's already happening. It's just happening in slow motion, and now... The administration doesn't care that the cars are going to hit each other, but it's a car wreck. It's moving in slow motion. The cars have already started hitting one another. Yeah. There's just so much wrong with that. But yeah, he's trying to do a Tucker Carlson right there. Definitely like trying to dilute the population. Ooh, that's fucking, that's like straight up white supremacist shit. Yeah, that's. But you know, they're <laughs> fucking mango overlord. Just they, he told him straight up, it's what's wrong with being a nationalist. So, you know, well, a lot of people are saying that too. More on that in red light. <laughs> so, we had you probably don't had no idea what Rand Paul's wife looked like or what she sounded like or anything about that until tonight, right? No, well, she's you know, you, you're not going to be too terribly surprised, I, I don't think. We're not in a recession. Well, I wouldn't expect the Democrats to know what a recession is. They can't even define what a woman is. Zing. Got him. The Democrats went from promising a chicken in every pot to a drag queen in every school. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm down for that. Fuck yeah. Why not? Every librarian should also be a drag queen. Have me the guidance counselor. Ooh. in the third grade what are the democrats teaching our kids that men can have babies well come november we're gonna say bye to the democrats and their drag queens Uh, honey the drag queens aren't gonna leave just just because you win the midterms i'm sorry about that believe it or not there's probably some drag queens that are republicans maybe maybe i bet there's at least one all right well <laughs> usually we try to do this by halfway through the pod but this time is just dilated it feels like feels like we just finished playing uh nice guys but we're three quarters of the way through the pod we have a palate cleanser for everyone if you're listening on the podcast you're not going to be able to hear what's going on and um maybe we'll maybe we'll describe it maybe we'll describe it yeah so it's like a ball pit but with water, with sea lions, and they're so happy. Yeah, the sea puppers are doing the flap flips in a water-filled ball pit. Looks like a, a bowl of tricks cereal. Are those otters? Whichever one they are, they're very happy. Oh, those are otters. Because they're flipping on their backs and doing cute little human things with their hands. 
And that otters everybody, that everybody was our palate cleanser. Chunky little otters, chonkers. So we're gonna move on. Here's a one, Mr. Charles Kirk. He is an expert on climate change and paganism. Maybe. Welcome back. Email is freedom at charliekirk.com. They call it the Inflation Reduction Act. Polls show that less than 12% of voters actually think it's going to reduce inflation. Of course, it won't. I want to play a couple pieces of tape here. Tape? Let's start with cut eight. Bernie Sanders admits that Biden's Inflation Reduction Act won't actually reduce inflation. Play cut eight. I'm going to take a moment to say a few words about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act that we are debating uh, this evening. And I say so-called, by the way, because according to the CBO and other economic organizations who have studied this bill, it will in fact have a minimal impact on inflation. Bernie's right. Now, Bernie's... Okay, Charlie, but what did he say after that? Yeah. Because Bernie's the kind of guy who says, but we should still vote for it. There's good provisions and, you know... What did he say after that, Charlie? Probably that it doesn't confiscate enough money and <laughs> clobber enough businesses. Oh, that was a good joke, Charlie. Uh, zing. Far enough, I should say. <laughs> Cut three. Senator Chris Murphy talks about the climate change aspects of the bill. One of the last things Rush Limbaugh said in public, he said it. Oh, in private, he was like, wow. <laughs> Turning Point USA Student Action Summit. That's worth getting that tape. 2019, Rush Limbaugh with Donald Trump on stage. Incredible. He warned that the climate change issue, the environmentalist issue, will be the issue that will be used to deteriorate American sovereignty, to erode American private property. Rush Limbaugh was 100% right to warn us about the malevolent intentions and impact that the climate change fanatics will make on america and what was so interesting about it is that it came out of nowhere rush just kind of went up and he said you know what i've always wanted to tell you guys that climate change is the biggest threat to our civilization not climate change itself but climate change political issue there it, you have to understand climate change is the wrapper around marxism you have marxism <laughs> at its core of course and you have what does that climate mean? change. You know, you got bacon wrapped shrimp. <laughs> climate change is the bacon. Marxism is the shrimp. Okay. On the all, exterior. all of it's delicious, I guess. Climate change activism, environmentalism, pseudo paganism. We call it a Trojan horse, say wolf in sheep's clothing. That all sounds so cliche, but it's totally true. All right. What a fucking freak. He called it paganism. <laughs> Oh, we could have put that on the Thursday show, but there wasn't enough leaning into the paganism. Ugh. So we had a clip of Andrew Yang in the uh, in the upfront, which was pretty great because he just wouldn't answer any questions. Uh, here's a <laughs> here's fucking this guy has been doing pretty good work. He's been trolling people. It's a Jason Selvig, and uh, it's this is about UBI, and it, it's pretty great. I usually don't do like clips this short, but this is pretty great. 
I'm kind of uh, low on cash right now. Do you think I could get an advance on the universal basic income? Uh, There's like two or three thousand dollars you can just give me now. <laughs> so we have, we have to make this happen for everyone. Could you just give me the money in, in your wallet? A couple bucks right now? <laughs> now that's palette cleanser. That That's pretty funny. It's snuck in there. Well... Ooh, we're going to get to a few more here this evening. We did start a little late, so we'll run a little late on the pod. My dad was a president, and I worked minimum wage job since I was 11. I'm going to send you with your ass, Mason's letter. Um, we ever had we We're 12 years old. We wanted a bike. Congratulations. You know, you're going out with construction guys, and you're going to cut rebar on a settle, you know, with a settling torch on a construction site. You're going to hop on a backhoe. You're going to dig. That actually does sound like a Trump construction project, having 12-year-olds using a settling torch. <laughs> I believe this. Yeah. I, I actually believe this and paying them like way less than what other people who are doing 11 that job. bucks an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually believe this. Grab a chainsaw and, you know, a, a, you know, clear down trees from a storm. You're going to do electrical work and plumbing work. And we were on job sites at 11 years old, making minimum wage, learning a trade. Um, and that was expected. We we're expected to have good manners. We we're expected. On a construction site, you're expected to have good manners. Really? Way back then? Not in New York. Yeah, definitely not. New Yorkers would cat call like invisible women. That's, a, that's just practicing. Come on now. Come on now. Then now I don't believe the story anymore. Not not at all. <laughs> so this is a story about Dominion, but not the voting machines. This is Andrew Torba talking about how biblical men must take dominion over every aspect of our society. Andrew Torba is the uh, founder and CEO of Gab. Shout out to Right Wing Watch. You degenerate pagans and atheists uh, and non-believers went way too far with the COVID nonsense, with shutting down our churches and forcing our kids to be masks and forcing us to forcing get our kids to be masks. You can't make a mask out of a child. Jobs and provide for our families. You pushed us too far, and now we're going to take dominion of this country, of our culture, of news, of entertainment, of technology, of education, of everything. So far, Gab hasn't been doing the best job of that. Glory of Jesus Christ, our King. It's just that simple. Me loving my neighbor is wanting my neighbor to be ruled by wise, biblical, Christian men. Why? But that's Marjorie Taylor Greene is none of those things. Look at the fruits. Look at the fruits of what happens when we allow pagans, Jews, uh, Yo, dude! Atheists to run our country. Okay, what? Like, happened? actually, the fucking the country you're in has a thing that says that we sh- we don't have any requirements around any of that stuff. It's in the they, they thought it was so important they put it in the First Amendment. We're gonna get fucked out of content solely because the only place these crazy people have left to go is the fucking is is the anti-Semitic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they lean too hard into it, we don't we don't play it. It's not it's not a TOS thing. It's just like Is no, it, we just no. don't want to spread. We don't we don't want to we don't want to be putting that out there. The fruit of that. Well, the fruit of that is massive inflation, a border invasion, billions and billions of dollars being sent it's to the pagan countries. invasion. Uh, you know, a, a suicide epidemic in this country, uh, deaths of despair, um, fentanyl deaths skyrocketing, uh, and just this laundry list of stuff, okay? So this is what happens when non-believers are in positions of power and run our government. 
What happens when Christians are in positions of power and run our government and run our media and run our education system? Well, you get what we've seen in the United States of America and across Europe, well, across Europe for thousands of years, across America for you know the first uh, 200 years or so uh, of, of our founding of this nation, uh, which is the fruit of exceptionalism and of freedom and of liberty. Depending on who you were. Wealth. That is what happens when you have biblical, wise, Christian, biblical leadership that is uh, is running the country. It benefits everybody. Okay? This is just the reality of the situation. So me loving my neighbor is wanting my neighbor to be ruled by Christians, biblical, wise Christians. Well, I mean, that was, you know. Yeah. Wasn't great. So we got Eric Trump again. But, it's more but it, this one isn't really about Eric Trump. He's going to tell a prophet that they had prophesized uh, Trump's presidency when they did a prophecy in uh, 2007. Okay. It, it was prophesied. Yeah, faith. I had understood what was going on at that point. I mean... Everybody else was just going crazy about it, but he didn't get to see it. Uh, well, he, saw, he did see your dad get elected. He, he passed away two weeks after your dad was elected. Which, I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But, um, but he also, did see, he saw that prophecy fulfilled, and we were so excited to tell him. What the fuck show is this, and how can we fucking trick them into having one of us on? I don't know. Well, I, remember, I remember hearing your speech that day. I mean, first of all, it was... You were such a great speaker, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, second of all, you totally got me. I mean, you, you you had me all along. You had all the dates, and there's going to be a man named you know Don. He's going to come in. He's going to be, um, you know, the trumpet. He's going to raise up the people. He's not going to be an establishment person. He's going to be a you know a person of the masses, right? And kept on going on and on with these kind of great statements. Yes. But then your father and your husband said something really incredible. He goes, he's going to love the color gold. And if you were to go down to the lobby, if I was to bring this camera downstairs to the lobby that we're in. The gaudiest gold everywhere, fucking rich people. You should have spent a lot less money and hired an interior decorator shit that you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Right now, you wouldn't believe how much gold is downstairs. And I go, <laughs> oh, no, no, he's got it. He's got it. This is the real deal. You have to understand our entire life we've dealt with, with nutty, right? You'll. You'll be watching, uh, you know, somebody on CNBC, you know, some kind of, you know, business person and, you know, play, you've dealt with this, you're, you're a business guy too. And yes, I called the recession, right? When, you know, six months before they were telling everybody to buy every stock in the world, right? I mean, you know, when you deal with political types, when you deal with business types, you know, they'll say they were right even when they were 100% wrong. Your dad, your husband, he was incredible. Like, I, I mean, not only Wait, is that the same person? Did he get it right? He got the details right. He got the movement right. He got the names right. He got the colors right. I was, I was blown away. And I, you prophesized my dad. He was the president. Mm. So our second to the last clip, because I'm going to go back in the docket and grab one I skipped before we get out of this podcast. Is uh, it basically is like, do we have copyright infringement on Hamilton the musical? Uh, by a religious group why yes we do that's what uh, preceded this clip we're going to watch but then they're going to do a little homophobia because you know the casts and people who write musicals and stuff you know famously homophobic 
You know, right now, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know, uh, you know, you came to see the, the, the play, amen. But you have a destiny with God tonight. You have a destined time with God right now. He is knocking right now some of you at the, at the, heart, at the doors of your heart right now. He wants to help you tonight. He knows exactly what you've gone through. You've gone through maybe broken marriages. Maybe you struggle with alcohol, with drugs, homosexuality. Maybe you, you struggle with other things in life. I mean, your finances, whatever, relationships. God can help you tonight. I don't struggle with homosexuality. It's been fabulous. I was say, you've been seem to be doing very well with it. It's, it's fantastic. Allows me to get it allows me a little bit of latitude to talk a little bit of weird shit about people that might be considered homophobic if it wasn't right. me saying it. Come Thank on now. You. Anyway, we got one more. Uh, <laughs> and it's you know how the conservatives keep trying to like make their own conservative version of things. They have so their they own, fail every time. They have their own conserv they're trying to do their own conservative Twitter over and over again. Well, this time it's another conservative dating app, and it's called the right stuff. And it's the white stuff. Caitlin McEnany's sister, Ryan, with two N's McEnany. Hey guys, I'm Ryan. I've got to tell you about something I am so excited to announce. A dating app for all of us conservatives. It's called The Right Stuff. Farmers Only? It's launching this uh -huh. September. What I love most about it is Farmers Only got invaded by lesbians. So not just anyone can join. First of all, it's free to use. And for my ladies, you'll never have to pay because we all get premium subscriptions for simply inviting a couple friends. Gentlemen, if you want access to premium, that's on you. And by the way, those are the only two options, ladies and gentlemen. The right oh. is all about getting into the right dating pool with people who share the same values and beliefs as you. You'll start off by building your perfect... Wait a minute, don't they say that this is a problem like on Match and all those other apps where like... Oh, the women on there are being mean to the conservative men or whatever. Mm -hmm. They say that's a problem, but on here, it's fine. No pronouns necessary. We want you to put your best foot forward, which includes your favorite photos of yourself doing what you love or being with the people you love. Our prompts give you the opportunity to let people know various sides of you. So remember, be authentic and creative. We're sorry that you've had to endure years of bad dates and wasted time with people that don't see the world our way, the right way. Okay, once you're in the app... Mm. <laughs> Yo, they're just never ever gonna do like superior technology to Grindr. I'm sorry. And if they, if they come out with like a gay dating app for conservatives, I'm gonna join that shit. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> I'll tell them I'm a communist. Be like, hi, I'm a communist. And then watch your notifications blow up. Yeah, yeah. I'd end up getting in arguments with people on there. Or they'd mm. try to argue with me and I would just send them photos of potatoes. No, I think the opposite. Really, they'd be like, ooh, that communist kind of hot. Mm -hmm. Well, that's been the show this week. It was the week that was. It was a pretty wild week. Live listeners, thank you for hanging out during the pod. Podcast listeners, thanks for downloading the pod. Make sure you follow us on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And uh, go to the support page, ecoplexmedia.com slash support. And of course, this is Boomers, and I'm going to pop on the auto DJ after Boomers for a minute. We'll be back for red light. And um, that was whatever the fuck that has been. <laughs> we'll see everybody on the flip side.
Yeah. You ain't doing nothing. You know why? Because it's Tuesday. Nobody's doing anything on a Tuesday night, except for Echoplex Media and Local Love. Local Love is a San Jose and greater San Francisco Bay Area independent music podcast, showcasing local bands, comedians, and artists for the last seven years. Every show is packed with local music, upcoming shows and gigs, plus live performances and interviews with local artists. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.